Hi, greetings everybody. This is the Lady Barnard um, for her podcast and I wish you welcome to it, you know. It's lovely to be with you guys again. It's been a little while since I've been here, since uh, I think it was September the 30th I did the last one. Sorry for the long lengthy wait between the podcast. Um, It's just that I've been poorly for a couple of months Um, and so when I feel, you know, the need to speak about something, I will indeed do so. And so I wish you welcome. Thank you for coming along and clicking that um, link button and having a listen to me um, or hearing me out, you know, and for all the people who click the follow button, whether you are on um, iTunes and iPlayer or iPod um, and the app or in the Anchor app or literally on Spotify. That's you. That's where you, the three platforms that you will find me at, whichever suits your needs best. So, um, but thank you for the support. You know, obviously, um, I am truly grateful. And so um, we're going to start with this podcast, you know, as my favorite saying is, we're going to start where all things start, you know, at the beginning, of course. (laughs) And so here we go. So once again, the argument over systematic racism is is going a little viral, a little bit, you know, again. Um, I think there's a meme I saw the other day on Facebook or Instagram, I can't remember which platform it was, when it said that, you know, we can agree to disagree, you know, and then there was two ladies sitting, you know, and then the black um, uh, depiction had a little scribble saying, bitch, yes, we can agree to disagree, but not on racism, you know. And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> we can we can agree to disagree all day, but not on this topic. And and I think that's where the idea for this podcast comes from. We can agree to disagree, but not on racism. So that is what I'm going to discuss, and the reason behind why I th- I think that is important. I think Toni Morrison kind of articulated as well because her words kind of drive me sometimes, you know, in my advocacy, you know, in the way that we do it and, and, and that we do it with grace and, you know, and that eventually the anger will leave us and, and then there's just this pure authenticness that it doesn't matter about the pushback, the heckling, you know, it just, we will just say what is true and let it just hang there, you know and let it hang there and and despite how it's been critiqued overlooked invalidated it doesn't it shouldn't matter to us you know what matters to us is just authenticity in 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 our experiences and and in our truth and that we're not here to offend anybody but my god if it offends let it offend you to change let it offend you so much that it brings you to a truth of what we're speaking of right now So there is ample examples out there where we can actually pinpoint the the racism, you know. And so obviously we're taking it back to the Americas now because obviously I have people all over the world following this. So bear with me if I'm talking a lot on the Americas because I have a lot of following there as well. And so because this um, American election with Donald Trump and... um, 
Joe Biden is currently gearing and it's very important to the world. It is kind of making headline news because it's imperative for us to know what's going to happen in the Americas there. And so we will discuss that because that is very, very big news. And also because the demographic of black people there suffer under this systematic racism heavily for centuries now it is always going to be the focus you know because discrimination happens under you know that banner frequently whether it's um, discrimination on age discrimination on gender discrimination on lgbtqi or discrimination against um you know i already said gender i was going to say feminism and stuff like that but but the discrimination and also the class discrimination and then the discrimination that tops all of that is racism you know because remember that land was discovered by europeans and reinvigorated under this banner of 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 racism you know of 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 racism through through color you know and and it's been its backbone and it's been its financial um, gain for years it's what built america and it's a sad history <laughs> it's pathetic actually that they cannot base their history on anything else but black labor and black slavery african slavery to be precise you know and so while we're addressing the racism issues, we might as well start at the beginning, like I said. So if we do start at the beginning, I'm going to take it back to um, a situation where the Constitution of America um, was has three branches, you know. So um, before the Bill of Rights came into play and the three branches are obviously the executive branch, which can include a lot of um, other things. But the executive branch is normally seen as the president and his administration and uh, and other things that that accompany that, which is not very transparent. But um, that is really in your face, that part of the executive branch. Um, So the behind the scenes, not so. obvious um, but I'm not going to go into detail because most Americans would know that I assume and then obviously Congress which there's a lot of um, stipulations under the Congress because Congress is split between the Senate House and also the Houses of Representative but I'm not going to go into that history there as well forgive me burping <laughs> thank you for your patience there um, and so and then the last would be the third f- uh, fraction of that founding constitution is um, the the judiciary, which uh, stipulates the Supreme Court, which which upholds the law of the land. And so that three branches will break off into little branches, you know, and create this this union, you know, called uh, United States of America. And so right there already from the beginning, systematic racism, takes place systematically you know and so what we uh, what we find that it's difficult to explain to obtuse people because they can hide behind reasonings and explanations of how to invalidate 
the racism. So if they don't want to acknowledge it, you know, and this comes uh, predominantly from white America um, that that cannot obviously grasp it. And there is a fraction of those people. And then there's the others who refuse to because their privilege won't allow it because giving that up, giving up the privilege is hard enough. And so you have to fight, uh, not necessarily fight, but there's there's a lot of battling going on between what is true and what is false, you know. And so this rhetoric coming out of America stating that white supremacy and white privilege is a myth. It doesn't exist. And that is kind of where I, I would have dismissed something of that nature out of hand because it's ridiculous, it's preposterous, it's unheard, I'm gobsmacked even. I'm like, whatever, not worth my time. But then I realized there are a certain sect of privilege and privilege holds a lot of sway. Let's not, let's not mince words. They make up the majority of American citizens because, you know, the black populace, it's less than 30% in that country. God, if we can even push 20, we'll be lucky, you know. And so the reason for this podcast is obviously that we cannot in this day and age, in 2020, argue about racism. It's unheard of. This country, of that country, was built on it, you know. It sustained itself to this day with it. It's, it's nourishment, it's food. It is what fuels their economy. It's what fuels their privilege. It's what fuels their class, you know. Uh, and it's, it's unheard of. But here we are once again. And then obviously Toni Morrison saying that racism to her and from her perspective it's just you know the discussion of it is just it's just distraction it distracts you from what you need to do and i realized yeah talking to this naysayers and and people trying to push you off your game and, and not wanting to understand what this means because they're obtuse is wasting time let them be you know you do not have to argue racism it's there staring them in the face if they don't want to see it it's their issue but we are going to see it and we're going to circumvent it as much as we can or eradicate it as much as we can and and so i don't want to waste time today going through the obvious you know when it comes to uh, racism and considering that America has a Supreme Court um, justice currently being interviewed for um, a position so very close, like a hair's breadth close to an election, is it's it's privilege in itself, it's white privilege in itself, and and you know you can already see it there. You know, you can see it in the two candidates. You can see it in their families, their backgrounds, you know, their privilegedness. This is all whiteness, yeah. You know, it comes with that sense. And it's understandable as well because they know nothing else but this this form of superiority. Because there's classism and there's also racism that gives them that, that you know, that superiority above all men that is of a different class and different race to them you know i have been heavily critiqued and and it, it was disturbing but now i feel there's a freedom that i will continue to speak about that when i spoke about joe biden in a sense because there's this fear speaking about the vice president because 
you know, um, the progressive liberals and modern liberals do not want this critique out there because they feel it's going to foil their plans to get rid of Donald Trump because the fear of Donald Trump is that strong. And I do understand where they're coming from. But fuck, if I keep on understanding where they're coming from, they're going to understand where the fuck we as black people are coming from now, finally. And me in particular, this is my opinion. This is on my podcast. And here I will say it. I have never understood why they would regurgitate these same old geezers, these same old racist men over and over and over again, you know. I swear, it's, it's, it, it, it just lets me know they don't want change because they are so quick to tell me, oh, but he changed, he changed his mind, he apologized. Fuck that, fuck that. Let's just put that to the side. I don't give a crap if he has changed because the people that he affected has yet to forgive him. And Pope Francis said it as well. Pope Francesco said it. The the forgiveness of sin and absolution does nothing for the does nothing for the victims. His apology does absolutely nothing for Black Americans. Nothing, and they have yet to forgive him. And and let me tell you a God's truth: they never will forgive him. What he's done, we can never get those time back. That people that's doing fifteen years for a third strike, for a crime bill, for a law that they passed because they wanted to secure votes, you know, to stay in their privilege and stay in their power, has decimated Black America. You know, it's it, it and has made the prison industrial complex billionaires, people that are involved there. And none of them are blacks. None of those people that benefited from this bill were black. But everyone that was affected and 90% of them were, were black. And it's it's in itself there we can see with policing and judiciary the the system the system is flawless it's flawless because it's been created like that you know and and it had centuries to flourish and to grow and to become an entity which is outside of ourselves that we feel that we can't fix it it's so big where do we start we start by advocating and telling a truth and accepting it you know for what it is and, and let it change us and let it mobilize us you know, um, it's a lot of um, conflict back and forth going between Hunter Biden, which is the son of um, Joe Biden, which is the vice president of the United States. Let me just articulate that because of the critique that happened from Donald Trump during a live debate when he critiqued Joe's son on his dealings with Russia. And also in his tweets where he talked about his drug addictions and and his opiates abuse and stuff like that, you know, and which the Democrats feel that the Republicans are jumping on. It's really insensitive. And I'm looking at these two factions of white people and I'm reading things and I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. What am I missing here? So there's a sympathy for Hunter Biden. I'm like, so... Does that mean that we can't critique him at all because there's a sympathy, because he's, he's white, he's male, he's privileged? 
No. If we're going to be insensitive, we might as well. Because it's his father and his cronies that called our men that were also, you know, addicts and, 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 and in that life, predators. My goodness, did we all forget that part or, or what? You know, I'm just left gobsmacked and, uh, at the sense of this privilege. The sense, these are woke liberals, yeah. These are woke liberals talking about the sympathy. I'm like, yeah, of course you have sympathy. He looks just like you. Me as a black woman, he nothing like me. He don't know nothing that I know. And he's as privileged as fuck. I'm not even apologizing for my cussing because it keeps me young and keeps me fresh as well. So for me to jump in there and go like, oh, shame, Hunter, it's a no. Absolutely. There is no sympathy for me, you know. Your father is running for president. Donald is a gangster. And so, yeah, you up for grabs your whole family is and so if you have skeletons in your closet like joe has like his son has uh, you know this emotional kind of uh, emotional kind of um, gaslighting that's going on with progressive um, um liberals is is disgusting but okay i just don't fuck with them like that i let them say what they want to say and then i keep on moving and then i just make another statement i'm like i don't have to talk to y'all for nothing and nobody let's just keep it moving and so that's my way of just ignoring it because they're not important they don't they don't factor into my life not that i'm saying people should not vote for the democratic party i'm just saying stop telling black people who to be sorry for and and who to 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 feel the sympathy for we know who to feel sympathy we feel sympathy for our own come on now we feel sympathy for all our black and brown men in jail yeah but you are so quick to to vilify after the police are shut them obviously now we have to know he was a thug and a criminal and he deserved it well hunter biden deserved that he's getting right now he made some decisions some bad ones and obviously, what he's getting is not half as bad as what black people would get if we were in that position. Not half as bad as what Obama would have gotten if he was in that position with his children. They have no sympathy. That's true. It doesn't matter which type of authority you are in as a black man. Like Kanye West said, you know, you can drive a Benz, but you're still a nigger. You know, you can be the president of the United States. You are still a nigger. You can be, my God, you can be a billionaire. You're still a nigger. Because that comes with white privilege. That sense. Oh, my God, they can be in some trailer park. But they dare. Duh. Privilege. It's a mindset. It means that you're privileged. You, it's written in your skin. It's because you're devoid of melanin. That makes you special. I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever, you know, side eye, side eye, you know. And so these are the things that we have to deal with. The fact that they stifle us, the fact that they bully us, gaslight us, you know. Uh, I sometimes wonder why blacks are, you know, in a Democratic Party. I sometimes wonder why blacks are in a Republican Party. Now, that's obvious. That's idiocy. But, I mean, in the... You know, it's true. Sometimes the Republican Party would say that it's it's the um, democratic plantation. I'm like, we, there's no win for black people here. 
that isn't you know i find um donald trump obscene i do and obviously if we have to use joe biden you know to get rid of this monster then duh that's what we're gonna have to do as black people but we don't have to like it to do do we have to smile about it like it you know jig and jive you know for the master to make him feel better about his about his privilege no we're gonna tell you we despise the fact that we've been put in this position we despise the fact that 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 you're trying to manipulate us and we despise the fact that once again the democrats couldn't choose a fresh new candidate that we all can get behind and all can rally with it doesn't have that kind of history behind him because these idiots like to regurgitate old bullshit it's it's a privilege to fuck up and 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 fuck forward you know we can't do that as black people we can't fail forward they can fail as much as they do and then apologize and say you're sorry and then keep it moving and and come out of this whole situation beautifully you know and there's many examples i'm just talking about hunter biden because not that i want to slag him off but you know why not why not his father had a nerve to be involved in a crime ball. His father had a nerve to call black men what he did. His father had a nerve to put men in jail, you know, with no remorse. <laughs> Fucking Clintons as well. <sighs> I don't excuse any of them. I don't even excuse Obama for the bullshit policies he put out there as well. But, you know, that's enough said, you know. So, yes, so I'm going to cut this podcast off now. Um, I don't want to make it too long, but... Please, I want you guys to realize you don't need to explain yourself at all when you have made a point when it comes to racism and the system of it. There's plenty of examples out there if these people want to learn, but they don't want to learn. They just want to hackle you, bully you into a submission to lowering your voice, to lower your stance, to lower your eyes. Do not look them straight in the eye say what you need to say let them say what they need to say and keep it moving yeah that's it and so i am the lady barnard i'm the host of this podcast and um i thank you for joining me for listening to me um and also for trying to understand me as well so if you have any comments um anything to say any critique as well it is it's hardly welcome you know so we live in a world where we are judged and critiqued and and it makes us stronger it should actually um as long as we don't do it you know as long as we don't do it you know to vilify specifically so um yeah so i wish you love peace and blessings and lots of coconut oil that you can slap on yourself make yourself feel better and uh and just you know love what you love and you know and and love what you do and be content you know take care of yourselves take care of your loved ones in this pandemic um rise um and with that yeah i'll leave you take care bye Thank you.